How many times in a given day does your cell phone chime at you? How many times do you hear a breaking news alert? How many times do you receive an email with a limited time offer? How many times are you told, pay attention right now? This is the moment you've got to listen. How many occasions are you told this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? How many times does the 21st century grab you by the scruff of the neck and demand your full and undivided attention? I'd argue that collectively, as a people, we are more numb than any generation that's come before. Because what other group has more often, more loudly, more deeply been told constantly, pay attention, drop everything, stop what you're doing. And it can't help but change us somehow. It changes the way we respond to things. Because all the time, we're being told, this is it. Buy one, get one free. This is it. Breaking news alert. Awaiting a press conference. This is it. Ongoing story. We've redefined what it even means to have something new happen. It's understandable, though, because it's deeply human. It's deeply human. The will is an engine seeking fulfillment. We're seeking happiness, the object of our end, the object of our desire. But the will can never truly grasp it until our intellect can do so. Because until we know something deeply, until we know what something is, we can't really enjoy it. And so we're always questing. We're always seeking to find out what happens. We're always seeking to find out what comes next. We're always seeking the happily ever after. The fantasy is the movie in which the credits roll and everything is resolved. And yet life is never perfectly a movie for us because there's always a breaking news alert that follows. There's always an ongoing story. There's always a sale that happens next week. There's never that perfect resolution. And so we're always still seeking. We're always waiting to find out what happens next. This week, we hear about Jesus' hour. The hour has come. Throughout John's Gospel, Jesus has been deferring the hour. Woman, why do you ask this of me? My hour has not yet come, he said to his mother at the wedding feast of Cana. My hour has not yet come, he says again and again. And yet today, here he says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Is this just the first century equivalent of a breaking news alert? Fox News alert. The hour has come. 
awaiting a press conference on the Son of Man's glorification. This is of a whole different level, and it demands a different response. The hour of Jesus is something that we enter into in a totally different way because it speaks to our need to transcend all the different unresolved desires for happiness, all the different unresolved desire to find that lasting peace, that lasting fulfillment, which we're always seeking. Notice the context in which the hour is finally begun, the hour is finally revealed. Greeks, non-Jews, are seeking after him. It's the fulfillment of what we heard about in the first reading from the prophet Jeremiah. The nations are being brought to Israel. God's covenant with his people, which was meant to be a unique and saving means by which he would redeem the whole world, is being brought to fulfillment. And it's coming through the apostles. The Greeks are asking the apostles, we want to know this person. We want to see him. Bring us to him. This desire, this questing, is finally about to reach its fulfillment. The hour has come. But what is the hour? The Son of Man is about to be glorified, and yet it's a glory unlike any other glory that we would seem to recognize. We think of glory as being something that's newsworthy, something that's fulfilling, something that gives worldly honor. And yet the glory that Jesus speaks about is nothing less than death itself the death of a grain of wheat that falls to the ground, the death of he who hates his own life and loses it in order to gain it, the death of the man who is a servant in order to truly rule. All of these are different forms of dying to oneself, dying to self-assertion, Dying to our own preferences. Dying to the will that's always seeking. That's always demanding. That's always hunting. And instead, the hour inaugurates a new glory. Jesus is lifted up on the cross. And this hour isn't just an hour in time. It's a new era of salvation. I will be lifted up from the earth and I will draw everyone to myself. We are in this moment of expectation in the gospel. Because the Gospel of John is all about revealing who Jesus actually is. 
Who is Jesus? Jesus is truly God and truly man. And by offering himself in a complete act of love to the Father, in a perfect act of obedient suffering, he will ransom and redeem our sinfulness and make it possible for us to be restored to friendship with him. The hour inaugurates our return to friendship with God. It opens up the prospect of knowing God as our friend again. And so this week, we sense the stirrings of Holy Week. We sense the portents, the voice speaking from on high, and people not recognizing it, confusing it for thunder or an angel. So perhaps we should be consoled. They didn't have cell phones or breaking news alerts. And yet when the voice from heaven spoke and glorified Jesus' name, they didn't recognize it. Because the will distracted, the will not specified by knowledge of the truth, will always seek after its own. Will continue to assert itself. So this week, things will continue. Your life will remain much the same, no doubt. Your cell phone will still go off. Work will continue to exert its demands. Parents may still be sick. Children may still have their ups and downs. Events in the world will continue to trouble or dismay. All the cares and anxieties, the worries and the hopes, they'll all still be there, all exerting that tug, that demand, that need for your attention. But the hour has come. The hour is always here now. And this week, the voice is speaking to you. The voice is speaking in your heart. The voice comes when you receive Holy Communion. When you hear the words of his gospel. When you meditate and pray. When you enter the silence of your heart and prepare for the sacred mysteries we're about to experience next week. The voice is calling you. Look. Know who I am. Have the same confident hope that the Greeks did. Know and trust that this is the fulfillment that the prophet Jeremiah foretold. Most of all, have that faith-filled love that is possible when I am alive in you. Look at me lifted up on the cross and put all your worries and your cares, put yourself 
on my opened hands.